Welcome again to the Let's Be Frank podcast, where home improvement legend and metal roofing expert Frank Farmer talks about how you can improve your sales and customer satisfaction and grow your metal roofing business. Let's Be Frank is brought to you by Metal Roofing Consultants. Learn more at metalroofingconsultants.com and by Isaiah Industries. Learn more at isaiahindustries.com. Price is one of the major contributing factors to our perception of value. People's perception of high price positively influences the perception of the value of the things that you sell. This is providing the product is presented well and doesn't look cheap. There was a study done where they took two glasses of wine, identical shaped glasses, identical wine. They filled the glasses to exactly the same height. One glass was marked $5, another glass was marked $5. And people were given an opportunity to sample both glasses of wine and to rate the wines. They perceived the more expensive wine to be nicer and fuller and more fulfilling. You see, people don't buy products based on the actual value of the products. People buy stuff because the price of the product closely matches their perceived value of the product after they have experienced it. So who sets the stage for perception? You, the sales rep. No matter what you sell and at what price, always remember somebody, somewhere, will have a price that is lower. The customer also will always tell you the price is too high. That's a conditioned response that has nothing to do with the real value of the product. It is the salesperson's responsibility to build the perceived value. Someone will always have a cheaper price. Don't let that bother you. Get used to it. Treat your product with respect. Don't want like it's jewelry or something that's very coveted. Prestige does affect the perceived value. So when you treat something with utmost respect, such as jewelry, it has a perceived higher value to the customer and will bring bigger dollars. Nike is a perfect example of a company that has used this to the maximum, and they call it prestige pricing. Prices are set higher than normal because they've realized that lower prices will actually hurt sales. If customers value the image of your brand and the features of your product over those of your competitors, then prestige pricing or image pricing can help you capture value. Products that are scarce also cost more. If it appears to a customer you have no work, you'll get less for your product. Be careful how you talk to the customer about your lead times. Your crew should never be empty of work. They should be backed up. If the customer needs to get something done right away, you should work hard to see that you can get them into your schedule. A good example of scarcity is that of the lobster. In the 17th century, lobster was a staple of the prisoner's diet. Yes, prisoners eating lobster back in the 17th century. Indentured servants revolted for being forced to eat it. And then in the 18th century, supply remained so high, and lobster was considered a dish of the poor, a dish for only the lower classes. It was called the poor man's chicken. They used it as fertilizer. They had so much of it, they used it as cat food. It wasn't until the 19th century that lobsters started to become a delicacy. 
It was branded by the railroad industry when train travel took off. It became popular with train travel. The further the train got away from the coasts, the more popular it became because it was scarce and the, and the cost went up. It was sold in dining cars on the trains from coast to coast. In the early part of the 20th century, overfishing laws took place. There was new conservation laws that came in, and the price of lobster started to rise. It was becoming scarce. This example clearly shows you that emphasizing the scarcity of a product and changing the setting in which it is served can impact the people's perception of value. Think about your own products. Are you telling them there's lots? Are you telling you have limited availability, a limit in color, a limit to install? There needs to be limits in place. Pricing is one of the first things salespeople lean on when they're not selling. They never say price is too high. They wouldn't say that to the boss. They report results like Does, the customer doesn't want to spend that much at their age. They can't justify that high price. Or they couldn't overcome a price objection. They might say, the roof costs more than the house. Oh, this was a very young couple. They were shocked by the price. Customer thought it was a lot of money, so they're going to be doing the kitchen first. Can these scenarios really exist? Well, of course they can. But they come about way more often than they should because it's, it's in the mind of the salesperson. But when we keep accepting these excuses, we begin to think it's the leads and a sales slump starts to develop. I have a solution. Get a can of Fix-A-Lead. In other words, go down and buy a, a can of air and write on it Fix-A-Lead. And when you start to think it's the leads, take out your can of air and spray it all over those leads and, and fix them because that's the only fix that can really happen. And what that will do is it'll loosen up your brain to realize it's really not the leads. You see, sales slumps are discouraging, but they're brought on by a variety of things. Statistically, they're going to happen. If you take a coin and you toss it up in the air, you're going to get a certain number of heads and a certain number of tails. And after you do it a thousand times, it's going to be about a 50-50 mix. But at any given time, you might have three heads, two tails, one head, five tails, three heads, two tails, one head, one tail. And at any given time, you could have a series of no's in sales that were legit. They were just oddballs. You see, sales is like a deck of cards. You have Ace, king, queen, jack, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. And out of that, maybe only the ace, king, queen, jack, and 10 are sales. And the rest of them are demo, no sales. And it's possible that you can get a 3, a 7, a 9, a 2, and not get a jack, queen, king, 10, or an ace. But you've got to be ready for where there is a buyer that can have your product. You need to be on your A game. And sometimes it is statistics, and the odds sometimes can go against you. Some sales slumps are simply the result of random choice. However, it also could be effect of what I call 
the plateau effect. And the plateau effect happens for salespeople when they're on an incredible run. They've learned some new information and they're excited and they're applying it with everything they have and their energy levels over the top and they're transferring enthusiasm. And then they take that break. They take that big sigh of relief. They've just had a record month or a record quarter and they have a natural letdown. Those are natural. You're not going to keep it sustained for a full year. And you hit that plateau. But the plateau, you've got to recognize. And you've got to put the energy back in and find something that's going to reinvigorate yourself and be careful not to roll into a slump. But I find when salespeople go into slumps, they start blaming price. And I find that they're not motivated. I call it uninspired. You see, they have no motivation. And that reflects to the customer. When you're highly motivated, you sell more. You do more. You accomplish more. Motivation, of course, comes from having goals that inspire you day to day. Unfortunately, what motivated you yesterday may not be your motivation for today, especially if you're an accomplished salesperson. When you start off in sales, you set some goals to make some money. You make that money and you hit your goals and you go out and you buy things. And then you set new goals and you buy other new things. And then you set more goals. And after a while, you're used to hitting your goals, but you haven't upped your game for a new challenge. You need to up the game for a new challenge. Because once you've achieved those goals several times, the ho-hum set in. And it just becomes part of your job and it's expected. And there's no real excitement by you hitting those goals, not from yourself or anybody that's around you. And therefore, top salespeople start encountering mid-career slumps, mid-year slumps after they get off to a fantastic start. They put the presentation on automatic. The presentations are done without heart and without drive. The customer gets a subpar performance. You got to remember, this is the very first time this customer gets to see this performance. It's the first act. And yet you come out flat because you're going through the motions. It's all about logic. It's not about creating emotions. As you grow, your goals must grow with you. So I'm going to suggest that you redefine what your success is. Set loftier goals than you've ever set before. But if you find you're not able to achieve those goals, then you may have run the gambit of setting goals for yourself and achieving them. And you really need to move on to a higher goal set. More towards finding goals that make others happy. Serving other people. Earning to fulfill other people's dreams whether it might be for a charity, your church, your family. Find something of greater power that you can set a goal for. Those who will be successful in sales are those who are most passionate and are willing to back up that passion with skills and decisions that lead to phenomenal sales numbers. Setting higher goals, working for others, is just exactly what you may need. 
I truly hope you've enjoyed this visit. That's all for this episode of Let's Be Frank. Let's Be Frank is brought to you by Metal Roofing Consultants, training successful metal roofers nationwide. Learn more at metalroofingconsultants.com and by Isaiah Industries, in the business of manufacturing the very best permanent roofing solutions for homes across North America and around the world. Learn more at isaiahindustries.com. Let's Be Frank is a production of Metal Roofing Consultants, copyright 2023.